the person that I was when I'm 25 would never have what I have now, mm-hmm. would never been on billboards in Times Square, would never have one of the number one podcasts in mental health in the world, would never become a best-selling author, would never have coached and led all of these thousands of people, would never have amazing relationships and friendships and community and network and date incredible women and have a goal set for their life because they're just blaming everybody else. This is the Knocking Doors Down podcast for those who look to be inspired by individuals who have turned their lives around, be it from the depths of addiction, trauma, physical and mental health issues, and found a way to live a purposeful life. Because that's what Knocking Doors Down is all about. So please hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast app you're listening on. If it's Apple Podcast, subscribe, leave a rating and a review. And on Spotify, please leave a five-star rating for Knocking Doors Down. And if you're getting value out of Knocking Doors Down, please do me a favor, share with someone else. I continue to see an uptick in listenership, and I know that's because you are sharing with other people. And my guest is Michael Anthony, a.k.a. Michael Unbroken. Michael, much like many others, didn't sign up to be a spokesperson for survivors of child abuse. Michael says, and this resonates with me a lot, that he was chosen by the universe and was gifted the ability to navigate the most harsh and vicious child abuse situations throughout his life. Michael and I discuss a variety of things, including the fact that people think genius is always just given to an individual and how important putting in that 10,000 hours plus towards your craft is really what it takes to unlock your genius. Why in many situations is it important to leave your current environment to thrive in life. Also, Michael makes a very intriguing statement when he says most of your friends are liabilities, not assets. We unpack what he meant by that. As well, Michael talks about you having the life that you want. You just have to be willing to pay your dues. And Michael and I discuss why currently it seems everyone is divided on everything and why it's not sustainable for a prosperous society, let alone individuals, and why there's no outside solutions to inside problems, and so much more on this episode of Knocking Doors Down. Michael, I'm broken. Thank you for joining me on Knocking Doors Down. Jason, dude, my honor. It's uh, great to be here with you, my friend. Yeah, I've been following you for a while, so it was cool to uh, be able to make this connection. And I guess we've got uh, we've got some same uh, friends and and people that we've uh, had mentorship from. So it's it's weird how this can be a, a small world in a lot of ways when you're doing this work to help other people heal. Yeah, I mean, it's only a small world when you get to a place where the world gets small. <laughs> right. Good you point. <clears throat> Most people are out here just living a bullshit life and they're like, why is my life so bad? And it's like, go look at the people you're around. You look at people and you go, why do we have similar mentors? Because we did what it took. This ain't by accident. That's by design, bro. Very valid point. Damn, I hadn't thought you you can't see under the sweatshirt, but that gave me chills. Let me ask you real quick, because I like to start here. And, uh, you know, to give a background uh, for those that aren't aware of Michael's story, and the work that he's doing now, son of uh, drug addicts, abusers, uh, molested by family, friends. I mean, your mother cut off your finger. Um, boy, that one, like, oof. homeless by 10, drug addict by 12, alcoholic by 19, morbid, morbidly obese twice. And as you put it, a total f-ing failure. 
And so I ask three things you're grateful for today to really illustrate for people how much a life can be turned around no matter what. Yeah, dude. Well, I love that you're starting with gratitude because it's everything. I'm thankful for my health, my wealth, and my relationships, you know, and my health is everything. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'll be honest with you, bro. I'm still paying the price of my teens and my twenties. I'm almost 40 years old. I'm still working through being as healthy as humanly possible. Wealth, I don't even mean monetarily. I mean, dude, my relationships, my friendships, my the wealth of knowledge. Dude, you know how incredibly intelligent I am because of doing the work? Like people think genius is natural and for like 0001% of people it is, but dude, I've done my 10,000 hours, I promise you that. Um, And relationships, dude, I'm so stoked. I have a shit with my brothers is good, my sister is good, my friendships i'm I'm dating like life is good right now my guy <laughs> i love it i'm glad to hear that and uh, hey let's talk about that though you brought up to ten thousand hours because i think some people and i don't know if you've had this when people reach out and they ask for help sometimes do you get the inkling that they think because you've done the work that you're going to do the work for them no i i just did that immediately uh, I tell everybody who's ever worked with me, I'm like, I'm not going to help you. And it's weird, right? Because you're like, what? I, man, I've coached thousands of people. Millions and millions of people listen to my podcast every year. I've never helped a soul. You've <laughs> never seen Bill Belichick throw a f-ing touchdown pass. <laughs> You've never, you bro, I'm telling you, it's funny, but it's true. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like you look at these amazing leaders and coaches these guys when they are in coach mode i'm not talking about because you have player coaches right you have guys who were in the league i mean you got guys who played maybe they got their championships they got their rings whatever they come over but that's normal but once they change size and they're wearing the tie and not the numbers on the back them dudes are not in the game and so i'm always trying to tell my clients and anyone who wants to ever work with me, I'm not gonna help you. I'm gonna lay out a framework and a game plan. We're gonna go win a championship, but I ain't playing no plays. Mm. Yeah, I I know for me, I, I got questioned, uh, somebody they're like, hey, uh, do you really think you're Michael Jordan? And I went, well, I, I don't know. I mean, I do a lot, I achieve a lot, I'm constantly going and they go, how about maybe you're Phil Jackson? And that really struck a light bulb for me like, oh, I'm trying to be the guy scoring the points for the people and really Mm -hmm. as opposed to giving them the framework to work within. Yeah, that doesn't work. No, it's a a quick path to failure for sure. Well, I want to ask you though, what point in your life did you decide like, I don't want to exist this way anymore. I need life to change. I want life. I want to live an aha moment, an awakening. Some of us in recovery call it a spiritual moment. What was it for you? I was eight, Mm. you know, and my man, my stepdad was a monster, bro. Like six foot four, 220, beating up an eight year old, like a a complete coward. My mom was just, dude, my mom was always high, drunk, passed out, covered in vomit. Like, I mean, it was gnarly, dude. And, uh, we kept getting our water turned off or our heat turned off or the electricity turned off or getting evicted or I can't pay for school lunch. So I got to use the little blue card and then I'm stealing clothes out of the lost and found because my parents are irresponsible. And I was just this one day I was eight years old, man. I 
the water company came and turned off our water and I went in the backyard. I, I had to get this little blue bucket, walk across the street to our neighbor's house. And like, I turned on the spigot on the side of their house and like, bro, I took, I stole water. I didn't ask. I didn't like go get permission. You know, I just went and did this thing for survival. And I remember being like, when I'm a grown up, this is not going to be my life. Mm. And, and it really wasn't in so many ways, man. I made a million dollars by the time I was 25. I made more bank than everyone I knew. I was hooking up with more chicks than everybody I knew. I had more clothes, more Jordans, a nicer car than anyone I knew. And my life was a disaster. Right. right? And and so it was it wasn't that it wasn't there, there's twofold, right? Because there was that moment being eight, that being very solidified. And then there was 25 heading into 26, right before my 26th birthday. Where I'm looking at my life, man, I'm, I'm 350 pounds, smoking two packs a day, drinking myself to sleep, cheating on my girlfriend. I'm $50,000 in debt, making 125,200 grand a year. My little brother tells me, don't talk to me. And I'm like, that was when it really changed, mm. right? Because then it wasn't about external, right? Yeah. Because when you're eight, you know this dude, we both had some bad things happen to us. We don't control that. Man. But you're 25. What are you doing? You're 30. What are you doing? You're 45. What are you doing? Right? You're just going to keep blaming the world for your problems. You want to keep being a victim. And here's the hard part. Like, I'm not taking it from you. You want to be a victim? Respect. I get it, man. I get it. Life is hard and it's dirty and nobody cares and if you want to be the victim by god okay cool bet but i'm telling you right now i chose to do a different life yeah and it was all decisions it was all choices that's all it was and it was hard and grimy and bro i'm telling you jason 26 to 30 years old were so incredibly hard for me because here I am, I started getting these ideals. I was like, okay, cool. What if I could get in shape and quit smoking and like be nice to people, right? What if I could stop fighting and stop hitting people and stop having these violent interactions? What if I could get out of this debt? What if I could, and just all of these things were in my head about possibility. And then I started getting mentorship and coaching and guidance and a therapist, but it was still like, man, one step forward, 10 steps backwards. And I'd be like, dude, I said, I'd never do that again. And then I went and did it again. And then it was like, I couldn't quite figure it out. And what I, I came to realize twofold, one, I needed to leave my environment. Mm. Like people, you got to leave your hometown, bro. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you're still in <laughs> Charleston, South Carolina, Stockton, California, <laughs> Indianapolis, <laughs> Indiana, you need to get out of where you grew up, bro. There is nothing there for you. So that was one. And two is I realized like I had to get disciplined, massively disciplined. And I came up with this moniker that's it's ruled my life. And if you've researched me, you've probably heard me say this. It's no excuses, just results. Yeah. I don't want to be a victim, man. I have every right in the world to be a victim, bro. My never met my dad. Mom cut my finger off homeless as a kid, drug addict when I'm 12, didn't even graduate high school. They just gave me the degree and they were like, good luck. Um, right. My three childhood best friends got murdered. Bro, don't don't sit here and tell me that I don't know. Cause dudes, I'm telling you, bro, people come at me and they're like, you shouldn't be talking about mental health. You don't go to college. 
college. <laughs> I live this, bro. Yeah, kiss I live this. And you know what the thing is too is I've helped more people than anyone who who just went to college. Like, great, you have a communications degree. What are we talking about? Yeah, nothing because you don't know how to communicate. Yeah, sorry, I get on these tangents. No, man. go it for it. I out. love it, man. I, and and I'm with you on that because the victim mentality that people sit with so many times, you know. When I work with people, the first thing I tell them is, hey, you're going to explore no outside solutions to inside problems. You can't Ooh. sit here and continue. Yeah, my slogan, <laughs> trademark that. <laughs> yeah, that's powerful, uh, bro. But it's but it's true because I know I sat in it. I sat with over and over an excuse to continue my bullshit behavior and co-sign it for myself along with finding those bedfellows. And I don't just mean, you know, women I was having sex with, but people that would co-sign the bullshit to continue the same path. And so I agree with you. Yeah, you got to if you're not willing to change that environment, take a look at yourself and and really do the work to get cool with the life. I mean, hell, we've all been dealt cards. I mean, you know, it's so crazy dude. I I don't mean to be rude. I'm pulling up my phone cuz I want to read this it. to you. Literally, what was this an hour ago? I wrote this list of the 25 things that men need to do in order to have a successful life. And I wrote it because these are the 25 things I've done. I didn't just pull this out of my ass. And number three was most of your guy friends are liability is not assets. Bingo. And then I wrote, and this is 10x true for most of the women you are around. Yes. And you talk about these bedfellow, bro, I cannot tell you the lack of quality of people that were in my life from 12 years old, running the streets, selling drugs, stealing cars, breaking into houses to 26 years old when I started making this shift. I cannot tell you the poor quality. Now, I'm not saying all of them, let's be right. clear, but there were, there were people, men and women alike, who were pulling me so far backwards, I could not possibly get forward. Mm -hmm. And so when, when you talk about these bedfellows, dude, you're spot on. Look at your, look at your circle of influence. Dude, mm -hmm. if your friends aren't pushing you, if your friends aren't encouraging you, if your friends aren't better than you, you got a pro. Dude, I look, I, I hosted this men's VIP dinner on Thursday night, Wednesday night this week. I look at this group of men who are sitting in this room and I just go, man, I'm so lucky. I'm the least of all these guys. Mm -hmm. And you know what? And there, there's guys out here who just, they want to flex and they want to be the biggest dude in the room and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, dude, your best bet is be, be the weakest guy in a room full of strong men who want you to be the best. Yep. And look, and that's subjective. They would never say that to me. I'm, I'm, I'm the alpha. Like I lead this. <laughs> I'm the one who picked the men in the room, but I look at the men and I go, every single one of these dudes has something that I aspire to be like. Absolutely. And and if you're aspiring to be and look, I grew up where my my inspiration was Jay-Z and Lil Wayne and Jeezy and Three Six Mafia and Eight Ball and MJG. And like these dudes, all these guys talked about was what? And money, which respect, I get it. But at the same time, it's like that doesn't serve you. Like no. when you want to be a man, like, and you want to heal and you want to be in this healed masculinity and you want to be able to live your life through courage, love, strength, and honor, you can't be around men or women who are pulling you down.
who, yep. when you say, Jason, you said, man, you told somebody, I'm going to start this podcast. It's going to be amazing. We're going to knock down these doors. Why would you do that? There's so many <laughs> podcasts. Get out of my life. Get out yep. of my life. There's no room for you. And I'm not playing, yep. dude. And people think it's funny and it's a game, but yep. I, I'm quick to get people out of my life because I know what happens. My life at 25 was a result of the community I was in and nobody smacking me in the face and being like, get your shit together. Yeah. Yep. Right. And that's a big part of it. It's called personal responsibility. Knocking Doors Down by Carlos Vieira. Now available wherever you get audiobooks. I wasn't done partying, and I didn't want the binge to end. I think I knew that when I finally got home, I'd have to face what I had done, and I wasn't ready to do that. Being responsible for my actions wasn't something I was looking forward to. I had abandoned my wife and baby, my family, and my business. I wanted to avoid the shame of returning to what I had left behind. Even though I was not yet going home, I wasn't sure I had enough resources to continue the binge. Click the link in the podcast description to find out more. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Well, and for me, it was a big, you know, becoming a people pleaser to survive early on. I found that I allowed yeah. people to snort me is the way I like to put it mm. was go ahead mm -hmm. go ahead and fill your tank with me and it just I mean relationships friendships everything it left me completely empty and those that were had my back distanced themselves mm. for good reason yeah for good reason because then what was I going to go and do they were those men that you're talking about that are the people that you want to be in the room with it was like I'm not going to let you take my energy from me. You know, it's kind of like, I don't know if you've ever seen that show, what we do in the shadows and the one character is the energy mm -hmm. vampire. You be around <laughs> them and they just dump all the bullshit on you. And you're just like, by the end of it, you're like, Oh, yeah, I got to go take a nap. And, and look, and I'll, I'll say this again, because I just always want to be fair. There were good people in my life in my twenties. Mm. And I'm not saying that they didn't exist, but they weren't elevating me. Right. And I think that's a really important conversation to have too. I've got mad love for a lot of those people. You know, it was like a safe haven and a home, but really what it was, it was like football and drinking and barbecues and nobody was reading books and nobody was studious. Nobody was in personal development or events. Man, I mean, I always started doing this stuff before anybody, you know, and, it, and it's like, I want, I want greatness for people. Um, but it starts with you. I mean, you just said there's nothing external that's going to fix the internal. And, and I just, the drugs, the women, the alcohol, the cars, the money, the shopping, 
the the lavish luck dude i used to spend like 500 dollars a night on dinner because i could and nobody right. ever set me down bro i wish i would have had one person to just smack me in the face <laughs> and be like, dude what are you doing <laughs> and so now when i when i lead you know it's so funny one of my clients the other day we had this beautiful conversation we sat down and you know i was like what's the thing in front of you and they're like i just am not motivated and i go tell me how you start your day and they go well you know i get up around like 6 6 30 6 40 6 48 and i'm go wait what she goes yeah, yeah i just kind of get up when i get up and i go what do you mean you just get up when you get up are you hitting the snooze alarm every day and they're like yeah every day you know i just need the extra sleep i go no you don't no you don't and and i told them something and I, I did not come up with this, but this changed my life. I don't know where I heard this from. It was in passing, but it was like a marker on the wall kind of moment. And I go, if you hit snooze, you're hitting snooze on your dreams. And I was just, and you know, when we sat there and they looked at me and they go, I never thought about that before. Mm-hmm. And then you, I get a message from them today. I was up at 545, hit the gym, did my things. I got my to-do list for the day. I'm ready to go. People are always seeking motivation. You, you don't need motivation. It's, not, it's unhelpful. Discipline is ultimately the thing that changed my life. And I will always leverage that. And it's about having clarity. I mean, there's a tremendous amount of things you need to do. You need to heal. Most of you guys need to go to therapy. Yeah. Like for real, most of you guys need a coach. Most of you guys need to be out here reading these books. Stop chasing girls, get off the dating apps, right? And and vice versa for the women, especially. But we live in this really interesting time right now where nobody wants to take accountability. And I, and I feel like I'm banging an old drum at this point, but it hasn't changed in like 200 years. No. <laughs> it's no. like, what are we doing? There's and a, then they, and there's let me say this one last thing, yeah, Jason. This, this is super important. People look at people who are successful and call them lucky. You and I know this. The people who are successful work their faces off. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And I that's what I was going to play off of was uh, the delusions that people live with and the stories that they tell themselves. I mean, just in talking about the lady hitting snooze, I need the rest. Your body is getting no more beneficial rest by hitting snooze for another seven minutes. Cut the bullshit story with yourself and so much of it is and with the you know i mean i know because i lived it i was seeking purpose over or a pleasure over purpose i mean it sounds like you were living exactly the same and it's like where is any fulfillment in that you know like i do another another snort another drink or whatever it is you can only get so high so drunk so laid so you know lavish dinners and other bs there's a point where it's like if you don't have a real will and discipline to your life, it's it's just going to continue to suck forever. You're going to be chasing the dragon all your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and I did it. You know, and I, I look at the life that I had, the person that I was when I'm 25 would never have what I have now, mm-hmm. would never been on billboards in Times Square would never have one of the number one podcasts in mental health in the world, would never become a best-selling author, would never have coached and led all of these thousands of people, would never have amazing relationships and friendships and community and network and date incredible women and have a goal set for their life because they're just blaming everybody else. And I was a blamer and I was a victim. And there's still people right now, Jason, they're listening to this. Yeah, but you're smart. You figured it out. No, I didn't. 
I didn't graduate high school. They literally gave me the diploma. I had a one GPA. <laughs> I'm serious. It's online. <laughs> I posted it publicly. I got, don't make this up. I missed a hundred days my senior year. They gave me the diploma. That high school is now closed. It was so, it, they defunded it because it was one of the worst learning institutions in the country. The year I graduated, this thing called the Dropout Factories by Harris Polls came out. Mm. And my high school was listed as one of the worst, con- worst high schools in the entire country. Within four years, five years, I think it was closed, something in that window. Might have been a little bit longer. I don't remember. But, you know, I, I look at that and people go, oh, you're lucky because you're smart. I'm like, no, I'm lucky because I work my face off. And, and you can have it too, but you have to be willing to face the fear of your own inadequacies. Right. You are inadequate. I'm sorry, because the, what you know has brought you to where you are. Your actions have brought you to where you are, and people don't want to be told the truth. I was coaching this woman recently. <clears throat> no, excuse me. This is a gentleman. I was coaching this guy recently when I, I remember our first like coaching call um, to get him into the program. He goes, man, I really want to work with you, but I don't have any money. And I happen to look in his background. We're on Zoom like this. And I go, what do you mean you don't have any money? He goes, you're expensive. I go, I know. I'm I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah, I'm expensive. I'm one of the best coaches in the world. I am expensive. And he goes, yeah, but I I don't know how I can afford this. And I go, hmm, all right. Big screen TV, Xbox, PlayStation. uh, What's the little Nintendo one? Switch. Mm -hmm. I see all those right there. That's, a, that's at least a couple of sessions. I'm not that ex. I'm not Tony Robbins expensive, bro. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm not a Millie, right? You know what I mean? Yet. Yeah. I'm not a Millie yet. And I, I just looked at him and I go, I can't help victims. You got, you got nothing but opportunity. Every single, mo- let me rephrase that. Because again, dude, I was homeless as a kid. I know what it's like to be poor. I know what it's like to steal food. I don't ever want to position myself like I'm somehow better than. Because I'm not. I'm not. I never have been. I never will be. I literally would rob you if I had to. And I did. And so, but I look at this guy. We're having this. And I'm like, how long are you going to be a victim, bro? Everything is right here. All all the opportunities in front of you. And you have to be solution-oriented. Most people are looking for reasons why they can't. I'm only looking for reasons why I can. Dude, my, the first time that I really watched my life become different is the first time I spent $25,000 on a coach. Hmm. And that was a level up too, by the way. And that was very, very, very scary. Sure. Right? Because I'm like, bro, I, when I was like, you know what $25,000 is? Like, that is not cheap. That was not a, a low amount of money, but you know what was scarier than that? The first time I spent $50. There's an online course. I saw an ad from Brendan Burchard. Brendan's my first coach, first guy I ever learned from, the first mentor in my life. And so I see this ad on Facebook. I'm like 27, 28. So it was a decade ago. And and it's like, you can take this course about high productivity or whatever Brandon was selling at the time. Brendan was selling at the time. And uh, it was 50 bucks, man. And I was like, well, what's this white guy got to teach me? <laughs> right. With this like sweater vest on or whatever he has <laughs> sure, on. Sure. You know, I'm this, I'm this mixed kid from the hood. What am I going to learn from this dude? And I learned two things in this moment. One, don't ever assume that because somebody doesn't look like you that you can't learn from them. And two, 
that $50 investment that I made and I bought that online course, I was $50,000 in debt. So no matter where you are, there is always a way. You know how I ended up paying for that? I sold some Jordans. Hmm. What are you willing to do? Yeah. And that's the only thing I ever want people to, to understand. It's like you are one decision away every day from the life that you want. This is not rocket science. I'm telling you, but you're caught up in flexing. You're caught up in getting your nails done. You're talking about getting your eyebrows wet. Like if 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 I were look, I mean this seriously and I know, bro, you're going to get emails because people don't like me. I get it. I don't <laughs> care but what I'm going to tell you, man, if I if I was a man or a woman living in this society right now and I was down on my luck, knowing the economy this way it is i would sell everything that i owned i would go live with four people and i'd go figure it out yeah and that's exactly what i did when i was 18 years old yeah well and you and you need to and it's funny you bring that up i was uh, a gentleman that had reached out wanted some sober coaching and he said the same thing and i by no means when it comes to this space expensive at all and i go okay so you're trying to haggle me on the price? Well, okay, I'll do uh, X, Y, and Z. We'll just cut out. No, no, that seems really valuable. It all is. Every, mm -hmm. every last part of it is. Now, do me a favor. Go calculate how much you were spending on drinking and drugging compared to what you'll pay me and then come back to me. And he was saving thousands of dollars a month. And I was like, okay, then what's the problem is that you don't want to embrace what is on the other side, the uncertainty. I get it. You're scared. I was too the first time I walked into a 12-step meeting and had to go at that point, totally surrender the fact, holy shit, I am absolutely an alcoholic. Mm. This is undebatable. So I get it. You're scared. But, but you're going to have to step into this. You're going to have to want to change the story you tell yourself about yourself. Because otherwise, right, back to the victim, victim mentality, you're going to stay right there. And then instead of celebrating you, I'll see you at your funeral. Yep. Yeah, man. It's so wild. And here's the other thing that came to mind. When you make that decision, when you truly make that decision to become the person that you're capable of being, it, there's a reciprocal value to that. There is, there is this really interesting thing that you start to see happen in your community, in your family, in your friends, in your partnerships, especially in your kids. Good Lord. I don't have kids yet, but like, good Lord, man, I see it. I see it on my clients all the time. And it's like, okay, so now you're in this position where you have done the work on yourself because of that, your siblings have stepped up their game. Bro, I've watched my brother's lives transform. Oh my God. It's the proudest thing. And they don't even, and you know, your family don't give a bro. They don't care. <laughs> my, I'm like, I send this brother, my brother's like, you're on billboard in Times Square. He's like, that's cool. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, and it's so, yeah. but you, when you lead, when you lead through example and not through words, they pay attention. And I watch my brother's lives change in this amazing way. My sister's life changes in this amazing way. My mom's dead. She OD'd. My grandma's dead. My stepdad. I ain't seen that dude in 20 years. I don't know where he is, nor do I really give a shit. Uh, never met my dad. My, my family is full of alcoholics, drug addicts. A bunch of them are in prison for life. Like I come from nothing. And it's so wild, man. You talk about gratitude just this morning, man, this is such an interesting day for me. Uh, just this morning, man, I was up, I was doing my meditation. I get up at six in the morning. I go straight to a little bit of tea or coffee, meditation, journaling. I'm just looking at my life. I live in a, a, 
a very decent place. I have a very decent vehicle, a very decent wardrobe. And uh, I was like, man, this is so much better than still in food. Mm. This is so much better than all of those people who said I'd never be shit. This is so much better than all those times in my 20s that I go party and flex with the boys and spend all that money. And it's like, instead of the life that everyone told me that I should have, I have the life that I want. And, and everyone can have that, but you got to pay your dues and it ain't coming for free and it ain't coming for cheap. It's going to cost you time, effort, energy, and money. You're going to be in the middle of it and you're going to be like, this isn't working because you're going to mess up. You're going to fall back. And then you'll learn how to be compassionate with yourself. You'll learn how to forgive yourself. You'll learn how to let go. But most importantly, you'll learn how to not let yourself off the hook. Yep. Have you dug into the archives of past Knocking Doors Down podcast episodes? The Knocking Doors Down podcast archive is available to you for free. Check it out. Here's a snippet from when Charlie Sheen was on the podcast. AA is not the best place for... um for, for a famous atheist. Um, just, I kept looking for that fucking chapter. What, you know? So, yeah, um, but it's not a one-size-fits-all, sure, you yeah. know? It's like, it's like saying that we all think the same, like our brains are built the same. They're just not. Right. Yeah. There's, there's such uniqueness involved. Check out this episode and so many more in the Knocking Doors Down archive. So please hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast app you're listening on. If it's Apple Podcast, subscribe, leave a rating and a review. And on Spotify, please leave a five-star rating for Knocking Doors Down. And share with somebody else that you know will get value out of the Knocking Doors Down podcast. I'm curious. I know it's your show, but I'm going to ask you this question because please. of your journey because I just want to know. Do you think there is a difference between taking care of yourself and taking it easy on yourself? Yes. And the reason I say that is because I know that I could easily have, look, if I was doing the things, Michael, that I wanted to do, I would be out at the bar already trying to find the next piece of ass. If I was doing the things that I just wanted to do to revert to whatever thing. So I would be taking it easy on myself. Be like, ah, don't judge yourself for that bull. I have to know that person. I know some people in recovery, they're like, oh, distance yourself from what your past. I keep it close. I keep it mm. right here near my heart. You know why? Because I don't ever want to be that guy again. So taking care of myself is doing all the work to make sure that that thing that sits and exists in there, because it was clearly me, those actions, I can blame. Oh, I don't remember that bull. I did it regardless. <laughs> they were my actions. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The, the, the court record doesn't care that I remember mm. or not. So no, I, I, I don't see the point in taking it easy. I think taking care of yourself is doing that work daily to yeah. get it done, to keep, to, to keep whatever at bay and keep pursuing that growth. Like, and for me, I hate rejection, but that's been a huge part. When I reached out to you, I was like, man, finally found a way to contact him. He's probably going to say no, like the hundred other people that I've emailed this month. And it's like, oh, I got a yes. I got one yes out of the 100. Sweet. Yeah. And I'll teach you a trick to get the other ones. Just drop my name, drop other people. No, I'm serious. Just name drop. Be like, I had this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. I mean, dude, I've interviewed everybody. You've seen Think Unbroken podcast. There's not a lot of 
really incredible humans that haven't made their way onto my show over the seven years and 715 episodes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it's like that you got to deal with rejection. It's a part of it. Like I, I, I love it, man. I'll walk up to anybody anytime. I'm a great salesperson. I'm a great leader, a great mentor. I've been rejected thousands of times for everything, bro. I remember one time, this is so stupid. I remember one time I went on this date and like, this is when I might've been, I guess I was probably 29 and I had, I'd left Indiana and i was in oregon i was starting to do some work i go on this date and i was like oh man i can't even afford to pay for this date and so we walked around it was like have you ever seen um oh my god what is that movie with dave Chappelle where he's a stoner in the 90s oh, yeah, yeah. uh half baked uh, half baked you, yeah. you know he takes that girl on the walk and <laughs> he, like, reaches Jane, yeah. a, he like reaches in that homeless guy's cup and steals his money so he can pay for ice cream <laughs> like it was that kind of situation right but what what was happening i was looking at my life and, and i ended up being like okay i shouldn't date right now i'm not in a good place and i didn't six months later five months later, somewhere in that window, and there's a post of this publicly on my Facebook today. When I posted, it was New Year's Eve or close to there. And I wrote, hey guys, um, I'm in trouble. I don't have any money. I moved to Portland so I could figure out how to heal the child abuse, the molestation, the homelessness, the getting my finger cut off. I'm in a bad place. I have no cash. I have therapy this week. Can somebody give me 150 bucks? Hmm. What are you willing to do to have the life that you want? It's not about people let their egos get in their way. And I was, I was in a, this is public. You don't believe me. Go look it up. I was in a bad place and I needed that therapy session desperately. And I needed to get my together. I'd, I'd, you know, when I, I look at that and people will be like, man, that's so brave. I'm like, no, it's not. You know how many people reached out to me? I think I ended up getting enough money to cover like four or five sessions hmm. because I was willing to put myself out there and be like, I need this right now. You don't know how dark it is. Like people really don't get it, man. And we live in a time now, I'm going to speak to this as a man because I just am not a woman it's impossible to be a man right now. Mm. Like we are under attack, like Mm -hmm. constantly. Dude, the other, I just posted this. I go, uh, amazing to spend time with men of of, of value. And this woman posts on under my post, she goes, what about the women? Like even that one thing, putting light on this beautiful thing gets taken away from us. Yeah. And it's like, you are not weak. You are not a cowardice of man to ask for help mm-hmm. and you've been lied to and you've been told don't cry and you've been told it's not okay and you've been told all this bull and i'll tell you this dude here's what's crazy i i started coaching men almost exclusively recently i've coached thousands i've coached more women than i've coached men women are willing to step up emotionally we all know this is just reality and and i look at this and i go what in the world are we doing when we live in a society where being a man is an executable offense? Yeah. And then being a man who is in touch with their emotions makes them weak. We're in a bad place right now, Jason. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And I see it when I've gone and talked to some younger men. 
um, Michael, they completely remove themselves from so much because it's the, the perception out there is, well, every girl in my age group, um, either you got to have a lot of money. Basically, they all think that they are worthy partners for the upper 1% and about a decade older. So what's the point? And they're like, I'm, I'm asked to be emotionally vulnerable than I am. And then it's used against me yep. as, as ammunition. And it, it's, it's sad. And I was thinking about this the other day, I was talking with a coworker and I'm like, look at men on TV right now. Like they're, they're the joke. They're the comedy joke. They're the Homer Simpson. They're the, the, the fat dad that just wants donuts and beer, you know, gluttony and pleasure and all these things, shucks responsibility and everything else. I mean, what, what I, I miss the good sitcom dad of the 80s that was on top of, you know, mm -hmm. that was a professional that provided for his family that sat that had the talks that listened, whatever it is, we have completely, when it comes to men, just, it's just a message now. And you've attached toxicity to masculinity, two things that do not go together. There Jason, are people I... <laughs> with toxic traits. I agree. But masculinity isn't toxic not inherently that's for no. sure i heard i wish i could credit who said this and it is in my head and i do not remember who and they said that <laughs> i just love this because it's both ways women throw around the word toxic like men throw around the word entrepreneur and, <laughs> <laughs> and dude, I'll, I'll tell you i was on the floor laughing at oh. that and and look i i think look man i i've coached people of all age groups from around the world and back again men and women or however you identify. I've never even, I've never crossed any lines. I'm like, I don't, I care about gender. I don't, I don't care if you're gay, straight, you like to hump purple elephants. I don't give a shit. Are you a person who is willing to figure out where they're stuck and do the work? Mm. And, and I just think that if we can come together and stop being so divisive all the time, right? We are, we are cut down the middle on everything in this society right now. It's unbelievable, man. You cannot have a sustainable society led by the people of influence and value when everyone is at each other's throats about everything constantly. And, and you look at this, I had somebody recently tell me I was irresponsible for not following politics. I was like, why would I want that negativity in my life? Because maybe I do see Republican values. Maybe I do see Democratic values. Maybe I do see down the middle values. And life is not or. Life is not either or, life is and. and. And I really wish more people would understand that, especially when you think about how do you create this space in your life where you can go and step into the healing journey, where you can learn what it means to be a healed person who loves themselves, who shows up, who's honest, who executes, who is capable of being coachable and live in a society in which you're told, be humble, don't shine, sit in the back. It's okay to be the victim. Oh, don't worry about it. Have a glass of wine in the bath. Go hook up with the chick, get more money, get the bigger car, get the better clothes. No, no, that's okay. You're having a really hard time. Take the trip, put yourself more in debt. And it's like, we have got to get our shit together, man. And the only way that we're going to do that is we have to stop lying. And so when I come on these shows and, or if people listen to mine, like I'm just dead honest, I, I'm a up too, just like you are, dude, I've hurt people, I've broken women's hearts, I've stolen, I've, I've put guns to people's face, bro, I've done 
I don't, Jason, I swear to God, dude, like there's shit I don't even talk about because I'm scared I'll get arrested for it. Sure. Because it that I did 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Like, I mean, literally, I mean, I'm shit when I was like 10 years old that I'm pretty sure is a felony. And, and it's like, but I'm here. And you can be too. And this isn't motivation. I'm not a motivational speaker, even though I speak on the biggest stages in the world. I'm a truth teller, bro. I'm just telling you the truth. A lot of motherfuckers don't like it. I don't care. You know, I got a, I got a text when I hosted this event recently, and this guy said, you know, I used to think that you were amazing. I thought you were a leader. I thought you were this and that, but it turns out you're just ghetto. I swear to God, this dude sent me this. He goes, the way that you speak, why would I ever listen to you? And I'm like, I don't care. Right. I don't, I'm only going to tell the truth. This is my vernacular. This is what I come from. This is my tonality and my resonance. I'm not, I'm not changing me for you. And we need more people to adopt that. Yep. Stop changing yourself for other people. And that's a huge part of the healing journey. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I had to get, like I mentioned earlier, uh, out of that people-pleasing mode. It was it was the most imperative part of it. My last, eh, some people say slip up, I say relapse, even though it only lasted about seven hours, was totally around that people pleasing and 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 not being genuine and authentic. And once I did, and it was with the person that I needed to, and it was just like, there's no accessibility to me anymore. It's not even a boundary thing. It's total accessibility. You've got no access to my mind, my heart, my body, my time, my money, my energy, period, period. Because mm -hmm. anything that I do, it'll go back to the thing I mentioned earlier. If I were then genuine, authentic, real, you would be, they would have been the person that would try to sit, distort, and use and manipulate it. So it's like, okay, sorry. This is, this is, matter of fact, I didn't apologize when I said it. I'm just, I'm done. I wish mm -hmm. you the best in life. No anger, no nothing. Take care. Yeah. And here's what's so crazy. Do you know how many, I didn't think we were going this path, but we're going here. They're, the reason that so many men placate, why so many men right now walk on eggshells, while so many men are doormats, not only to other men, but to women, is because they have been taught to be submissive. And they've been taught to put themselves in a situation. I'm one of them. I had to unlearn this. I had to unmatrix myself on this. This concept of masculinity being be nice. Mm -hmm. No, it's about be, be assertive. Get what you want. Create boundaries. Make sure that you're putting yourself in a position to be successful by never lowering your standards. And that's the thing we're not taught. And so you have all these people lowering their standards constantly for what? Mm -hmm. What is the purpose? What have, you get, what have you garnered out of the idea of making yourself less than on the behalf of someone else, beholden to things that don't even matter to you? Like, what are we doing right now? And, and, I, and this applies to women too. You see this all the time, women lowering their standards, got these beautiful, strong, successful, powerful women who don't know how to be feminine with men because all the dudes they date are these weak little <laughs> right? <laughs> it's just fact. It's just fact, bro. I'm, it's funny. I'm in Vegas, right? And so I go, I'm having lunch the other day. I get in my truck and I see this kid, this kid's gotta be 20, 22, he's a young buck, right? And I see him, he's got like this old F-150. Clearly, he's probably worked his ass off to buy it because it's it's older, right? 
but he's walking out of the restaurant right after me and i see him open up the door for his girl walks around gets in the truck i roll down my window and i go that's the move bro and it's like you can be chivalrous you can be a man and and everyone wants to beat us up for it and it's like i'm not going to be ashamed of being a good man of being a leader of putting my foot forward of having high standards and women need to do it too with the women in their lives and the men in their life because here i'm going to close the loop where we started this you didn't see this coming but i'm going to close it for you when you grow up in households of traumatic backgrounds the one thing that happens that nobody really talks about because they don't understand it is that childhood trauma, dude, it's not the cuts, it's not the burns, the scrapes, the that is not the thing that resonates and carries you and keeps you stuck. It's the theft of your identity. Mm. That is childhood trauma. And so as an adult, think about this, all right? You said survival, yes? Mm. You're 8, 12, 13, 15, you do what ever it takes to survive you're quiet you're in the back you're hidden maybe you become in this incestuous relationship with your parents being the good boy or the good girl being daddy's little helper mommy's big man what the are we talking about right now and then you're in this weird space where suddenly you're the man of the house placating your mother you're the you're the woman of the house placating your father and instead of them doing the work and being healed they're pouring their shit on you because their parents poured their shit on them and we're in this generational cycle of trauma <clears throat> and then you're in this position where all you want to do is stand up for yourself have an opinion and live your life on your terms but you can't do it because and here's where it gets really crazy <clears throat> your brain serves one purpose survival we all know this and so the brain is taking evaluation and inventory of every experience and situation of your entire life and it's measuring those experiences to see what it has to do to continue to maintain standards status quo to keep you safe so imagine you talk back you stand up for yourself you put yourself in a position of power of a self-authority of of whatever that thing is in that moment that gives you what you need to be a human when you're 8 9 10 15 17 whatever your stepdad smacks you down your father beats the shit out of you your mom hits you they belittle you tell you you're nothing tell you to shut up this is my house do what i say and look there's some valor to some of that like my kids are not going to roll my home like that is just not going to happen like that's out right now right but what i am saying is if you've learned through violence and pain and hurt that being you is bad then how the are you going to be an adult and you're not and so now you're in this situation as an adult where your life is backwards upside down and inside out and you don't know how to stand up for yourself and you don't know how to say no you don't know how to lead from the front and put boundaries up you don't know how to have standards and you don't know how to be someone who whether you're male or female has the freedom to be in the energy of who they are truthfully because of what you went through as a kid and you need therapy and you need coaching and you need to read books and you need to go to conferences events and you need to be around people of value and you need to stop listening to people who don't want anything other than you to be great yeah can you drop that mic i know it's on a stand is there a way to drop that mic because fuck man nailed it couldn't just couldn't, truth it is and, and 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 when you were talking so much of it resonated with me thinking back because I'm still on the, I'm on the journey. I mean, it's always a journey, but I'm still yeah, I'm on, on a journey. Too. Still Same. on the journey. 
Well, I know that you uh, we got a little bit of a time window here. I want to jump into uh, a few random questions, leave you with final thoughts. But if people want to hook up with you, find out more about you, the work you're doing, what's the easiest way to do so? Yeah, man. Uh, I'm everywhere on social at Michael Unbroken. Um, and you can check out the Think Unbroken podcast if you just go to thinkunbrokenpodcast.com. It's good stuff, people. Uh, I'll have all those links in the description for uh, everyone to check out. All right. Let's, uh, man, what, what would be a good one? If you could have one superpower, what would it be and why? I don't know. Um, I want to put some real thought into this. I probably would want to be able to read people's minds mm. because most people are liars. Oh, and if people would, t- here's why survival mechanism. Sure. That's all it is. I'm not, I'm not castrating people. I'm not judging them. I'm just calling it fact. Dude, I'm, I'm a, I'm a student of humans. I have been for over a decade. <clears throat> Great example. It's when you see people, you see a, a woman, I saw this posted the other day, this woman was like, um, oh, well, I didn't know that the guy that I was seeing had kids for three months. I had to break up with him. Yeah, because he's a liar. Yeah. He's scared, right? People gloat. They're like, oh man, my life is so good. They wear a suit out in public, but they go home and they live this disheveled lifestyle. They're liars. One of the, one of the rules that I wrote, be honest. I don't like, what's the, why are we keep lying to each other? The three steps that I share with everybody on this journey, show up, honest, execute. I would want to read people's minds. It'd make me a better coach, Jason, because I can <laughs> sit across from you and I go, you're lying to me because I can read your mind. I thought, I think you forgot about that. Right. <laughs> so that that's, I would want to read people's minds. Uh, yeah. That one kind of scares the shit out of me in a lot of ways. Um, <laughs> Um, do, 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 do. what's something people would be surprised to learn about you? Maybe a hobby, an interest, uh, something that, uh, you don't often share. Um, well, they know about martial arts. They know about, yeah, I'd say probably my love for stand up comedy. Oh, like really? I, I have been on stages as a stand up performer hundreds of times. I'll be it's damned. Something- it's something I love. It's uh, it is my thing. I watch tons of comedy. I live such an intense life. I need I need the polarity. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm with you. Give me the top three comedians for you, maybe. Oh, easy. Patrice O'Neill, Anthony Jeselnik, and um, Bernie Mac. Uh, <laughs> and Mac was great. I wish I could have had the opportunity to have seen him live. Yeah, he was uh, amazing, dude. Ah, uh, well, Michael, man, thanks for uh. Thanks for doing this, for one. It's a pleasure sure. to finally connect with you. Um, the work and just what you've shared, you know, just to give you some kudos has helped me personally on my journey. So I'm grateful Amazing. for that out there. Hopefully there's more opportunities for us to connect eventually in person. But uh, this time I'd like to give you the floor. Anything that you would want to drop for people? Yeah. Stop being cowards. That's simple. It's done. Mike drop from Michael. Thank you again, Michael Unbroken. Make sure you guys check him out. Click those links in the podcast description. On that note, don't forget no outside solutions to inside problems and keep knocking doors down. Okay.